Welcome back to another episode of 1980s Now. My name is Will, and on this episode, we'll be speaking with dancers from the iconic 1980s show Dance Party USA. We'll talk about how they not only influenced our dance moves, but also our musical tastes. If you enjoy our chat, please follow our show on the audio platform you're listening to right now, because each week we celebrate another aspect of 1980s media and its influence today. Hey, our guests today were dancers of the iconic 1980s teen dance shows Dancing on Air and its successor, Dance Party USA. Today, you can find them reminiscing live on YouTube every Wednesday, roughly, uh, to 9 p.m. Eastern on their channel, The Dance Party Experience Live. Please welcome to the show, Princess Lillian, Romeo, and Christina. Hey, guys. Hello. What's Hi. up? <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes. This is good to this see is, you, party people. Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> so many questions for you guys, but um, I guess just for folks who are not familiar, if, if at, and we were talking just a moment ago about how it started out on the East Coast, eventually uh, USA Network, which is new at the time, picks it up later in the 80s and it uh, has a wider distribution platform. But it's a show that started in uh, 81 uh, out of a local Philly station, much like American Bandstand did in the 1950s. Um, and it was broadcast on the East Coast to seven states at least. Um Ultimately, it gets syndicated in L.A. and the U.S. It, it does according to according to Wikipedia, at least. You guys know about this? It doubled K. Um, probably K. Doc is probably how they say it. K. D. O. C.'s ratings in the first week. The L.A. station yes. there, and then it was picked up by USA. Shortly, it became Dance Party USA, and it remained on air until 1992. So you guys were uh, what regulars, I suppose, right? Originally, it was just to have a bunch of teens in there dancing, much like bandstand. But some folks became Oh, uh, celebrities in their own right on the show by nature of, you know, getting more uh, standing out, I suppose. Um, how did you each come to be on the show? We could just start with the uh, princess, I suppose, in the order of the boxes here. <laughs> sure. It's like Hollywood square is here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Christina's the center square. That's like Jim J. Bullock or something. <laughs> so, Prin- stop right here. <laughs> So how did I get on this? How yeah. did I get on the show? So I actually, in the eighties, was not like a fan of Dancing on Air at the time. It was pretty much um, that show for me was pretty well known. I didn't really know about Dance Party USA. It just kind of they had just started doing episodes, I believe, and so I was familiar with it, but I wasn't a fan. I really didn't watch the show. But there was a teen dance club in my neighborhood, actually. I lived in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, which was the home of the infamous Pulsations nightclub. Oh, And wow. so they had a teen dance night on Sunday evenings at Pulsations. And it was wildly popular, like extremely popular. And I loved to dance. So I would go to Pulsations and they had these speakers where they would allow some people, some, you know, people that were in the club to dance on those speakers. And it was typically, they would want good dancers, people that were motivating the crowd and getting them going, that kind of thing. So, um, I had been selected for the speakers and I kind of got a reputation for, for going on the speakers and dancing and such. And there would be certain nights that, Though some of the regulars from Dance on Air would come and infiltrate mm, pulsations, okay. and on those nights, infiltrate us. Yes. <laughs> um, 
uh, they would come in and then all of the regular dancers on the speakers would be kicked off because the dancing on air dancers oh, would come great. in. And oh. was That's why she wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so I was getting a little like, hey, territorial, this is my speaker, you know? Like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, guess what? I guess if I went on the show, maybe I could have my speaker. I wouldn't have to get off the speaker, right? But uh, they had some scouts one night, some talent scouts mm. at mm. Pulsations, and they did actually come up to me and approach me, and I was like, well, here's my chance. So I, my motivation for going on Dancing on Air was really not about the show. It was about dancing on the speaker at Pulsations. Oh, I love this story. So I, speaker. So I, um, so I went on my first episode, first, uh, you know, time on the show was right after school. I remember my mom driving us in on um, City Line Avenue and, and driving up to Wynwood to, to go to the station and being extremely nervous. And I was wearing these like lace pants. Okay. Um, and when I got there, there was a huge line outside and I was, I was super nervous and I had people, you know, of course in front of me, behind me and they, you know, people are talking and they knew each other or whatever. And they're checking me out up and down and they're like, Oh my God, she's going to wear her underwear on TV. You know, so I go in, we start, you know, they, they tell you what to do. You have to clap, you have to smile, you have to, you know, tell you all the rules and everything else and whatever. And I was kind of on the perimeter, what we call the perimeter of the dance floor, which is, uh, on the, on the floor, not up on the risers where there is a lot more camera time on the risers, but you were, it was still a good spot for the camera to come around. And so I definitely got a little bit of airtime and like the first show. And after the first show, mm-hmm. one of the producers, actually came out and was talking to the whole crowd and said, you know what? We want to point out somebody here. This is really how you should be dressing for television. And they pointed me out and they said, you. Oh, And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that when you became princess? Uh, My speaker is lying. What she was thinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody? I used to DJ in the 1980s. Talking about dancing on a speaker is giving me a lot of anxiety. You mean literally a speaker? Yeah, yeah. They were oh. huge, like ginormous speakers, oh, like yeah. taller than me. You know, they were they were huge. Yeah, you had to. They were the base cabinets that they had. Those giant yeah. floor base cabinets. Just a big wolf. That were wonderful stages back then, by the way. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Christina, how did you come to be on the show? So I have a twin brother and he and I grew up in Old City, Philadelphia, and we lived very close to Penn's Landing. Dancing on Air, this was the summer of 1985. So Dancing on Air did a remote shoot at Penn's Landing. Mm. My brother and his friends were taking a walk down there and they saw the show and the kids dancing. So they stopped by to see what was happening. And two of the regulars at the time, I believe it was Michelle Diano and Tina Staninsky saw my brother and asked if he could come up on stage to dance with them. So he did. Well, he had gotten a lot of attention from the girls on the show. Uh, he actually wound up getting invited to the studio and he became a regular 
So he came home one day and he said to me, Christina, you need to come. We have a lot of fun on the show now. Just like Princess, I never watched the show either because I was involved in sports after school and, and did a few activities after school. So he brought me on the show, but I didn't have anyone to dance with because he was probably already committed to dancing with Lillian at the time. Um, so he introduced me to Jason Pasco, and I danced with him for the first time and we actually became regular dance partners. And so I started coming on a regular basis and that's how I became a regular on the show. Hmm. Oh, cool. It's, it's curious to me that you, you weren't interested. You weren't inter otherwise interested in dancing. Otherwise you weren't excited about dancing. You were into sports more like. I was. Huh. Ever since, well, both my brother and I were, um, as little kids, we were always outside roller skating, running with our friends, playing hide and seek. And so you kind of just followed that along, you know, through school activities. That was the thing to do. Although I love to dance. And then once you get into the studio and you're listening to the music and you're dancing with yeah. all these people, you're like, we could do this. You all certainly look like you love to dance. Yeah. No, this makes me think of something. And I know as we'll get to everybody's stories, but maybe we could just interject with some other questions as we go. The, uh, you said your brother danced. It, it makes me think, and you're, are you all you guys from the Philly area originally? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. Um, I'm trying, I, I was thinking about this earlier, talking to Kat about dancing, like where you grew up and I, Kat and I are from the East coast. We're both from New Jersey. Uh, I'm from Jersey city. Mm -hmm. Kat grew up down in, Hmm. Some ocean town. Uh, Belmar. Belmar. Dang it. Why do we forget <laughs> that? It's not far from me. I'm wondering awesome. if it's an East Coast thing that men danced. You know, really? did you find that males danced in your life even at a young age? I mean, Romeo's here obviously to vouch for guys, but not maybe not speak for all yeah. men, but I, I think East Coast versus maybe other words, and Ray can speak for the Midwest, whether young men danced in your life. Well, I can speak for my family, yeah. my Italian family. Yeah. All the men dance. Mm -hmm. All right. Every single one of them. Mm. To this day, yeah. my dad yep. still dances. Yeah, that's my, yeah, that's always for me and my family too. I, I lived on the West Coast once upon a time, but every one of my friends danced. Um, everyone knew dance. Nobody, it was cool to dance at that period mm. in time, you know. L Lillian, how'd you come to be on the show? So uh, as Princess and Christina both mentioned, they did not watch the show beforehand. I actually watched the show every day after school. Um, <laughs> there was, the show was live at 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. And I used to watch it and say, I would love to be on that show. I come from a very musical um, background, my family, my my brother and my father were both drummers. I always grew up singing, whether it was in a choir, in a band, um, you name it, just singing around the house mm. all the time. And one evening, it was a Sunday night, they you know, would have teen dances. It was a local, local actually club in my area in Northeast Philadelphia. I happened to go there one night and one of the regulars from Dancing on Air just happened to be there, hanging out, dancing, just, you know, just be there. And I remember uh, seeing him and I'm like, oh my gosh, that so-and-so from Dancing on Air. <laughs> I got to talk to him. I have to, I have to ask him how I can get on Dancing on Air. 
So being a shy person at that young age, I I believe I was 14. Wow. Um, And I approached him and I, and I asked him how to get on there. And he happened to hand me, you would think he was handing me a million (laughs) dollars, but it was a guest pass to get on dancing on air. Whoa. Nice. And there was a phone number on the back of the card. And you know, the next day after school, I am calling this number, <laughs> trying to get myself to this studio um, as a guest. Um, needless to say, uh, they, they uh, I don't recall whether they call, picked up the phone that at that time or then someone got back to me. Whatever. <laughs> but I did hear back and I went to the studio and... I just remember walking into the studio and all the lights. And of course it looks larger on TV than it actually does Mm. in person. Okay. Okay. Mm. The studio looked really big, um, on, on TV. Um, I just remember seeing all the people that I was watching from home, Mm. you know, the regulars at that time and, and being in awe, you know, (laughs) I was very nervous. Um, I, and so the person that gave me the uh, guest pass is the person that I wound up dancing on the first show. And I believe a couple shows until I met more people would dance with him. And, um, my very first day, um, I, I didn't get the same reaction that princess got, you know, this is how you should dress. (laughs) She definitely stood out and, uh, was very unique. Um, but the very first day they, the producer did approach me as well and asked me if I would be interested in coming back as a regular and they didn't have to ask me more than once. (laughs) Uh, And, um, it was, it was a wonderful day. It was, it was a great day. I so wish when Lillian said she being a shy person, I could cut to a video of her dancing on the show because you would never get that. And, and, and I could see why you would say that yeah. because I, I've t- spoken with Christina and Princess about this, that, um, and even my daughter seeing, seeing me, you know, mom, you don't look shy, but I was super shy. But when that camera came on, mm. I lost, everything went away. And I feel like somebody else just came out of me. And I forgot about all that. Wow. It was like my release, like my, um, my comfort. Yeah. I love, I, I, I love performing. I love singing. I love dancing. So mm-hmm. it was, it was a great thing for me. Yeah. And I would not trade those years, not a single day for anything. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. And what a gift since most folks would, you know, tend to clam up when a microphone or camera is put in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Romeo, you've been dancing your whole life as we've learned just a few moments ago, but how did you wind up on uh, the show? Um, so I love telling this story. And when the ladies, Lillian and Princess, first had me on the Dance Party Experience Live, before it became the Dance Party Experience Live, I talked about this and I talked about this on the uh, 30th anniversary of Dancing on Air. Um, I used to be one of those kids where the people who actually went to the show would have to catch the bus through my neighborhood to get to the show. Mm-hmm. So we would throw rocks at them. We would piss at them. All of the things. All of that good stuff. Um, but 
you know, I would watch the show. I was a person that watched hmm. the show. And, you know, of course, you know, women was involved. So when I <laughs> would see the show, there were so many women that I really, really, really wanted to meet. And I kind of like, was like, wow, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I remember one lady, uh, her name was Coco, who used to be on the show. Who I had a huge crush on her. Um, and so a family friend worked for Coca-Cola at the time. And he actually, Cherry Coke was coming out. Mm. And he had actually got passes through the Cherry Coke sponsor or whatever it was um, to come on the show. And he gave it to me. um, And I actually invited my cousin to come on. It was at Penn's Landing. um, And I, I, you know, we caught the train down. Of course, I was way too young to drive or whatever. Um, And as we're walking down to Penn's Landing, I can hear the music, the theme music to the show. So I thought the show was beginning. Mm. Had no idea that they played this song throughout the breaks and at the end of the show and all that. I had no idea. I thought it was the start of the show. So we come running up and it was this little rickety bridge that you had to go across (laughs) to get onto the barge. And so when I went to go run across the bridge to get to the security guard, one of the tickets fell into the river, into the water. Oh, oh. And so here I am standing with one ticket and two people. Ooh. And I look at my cousin. In no way I was giving up their ticket. I just want to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but the security guard was like, um, you only have one ticket. And I was like, well, the other ticket is in the river. And she was like, I'm sorry, I only see one ticket. But luckily for one of the producers who actually happened to see it happen, said, no, I seen them, you know, coming. I seen the ticket fall, you know, let them on. Phew. So we go on and um, they're in, in between what we call segments. Um, I'm there and I'm like, you know, I'm astonished because I'm standing next to these people who I watched, you know, yep. on TV. <laughs> but it was more of a, I can outdance these people kind of thing. <laughs> it wasn't, a, um, it wasn't so much of a, a fan kind of thing it was like, wow, I know I can dance better than these people. <laughs> At that point, I had been dancing all my life. I was break dancing. I was doing all kinds of stuff. Um, and then the music came on and it was the close of the show. It was the last oh, segment of the mm. show. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. And I was like, what? That's it. <laughs> oh. And so at the end, what happens is they ask everybody to sit down or whatever. And they say, anybody that's not a regular or a permanent guest, you have to leave the stage. Everyone else can stay. Well, first of all, I didn't know what that mean, but I knew what that meant. <laughs> uh, it meant that I wasn't either one of those things and I needed to go. Oh. So I thought I could just blend in <laughs> as if they didn't know who the regulars and the permanent guests yeah. were. Um, so we just sat down and kind of sat with the group of other people. And I noticed they kept looking at us like, and they kept, they repeated it over. <laughs> Regulars and permanent guests stay, everyone else go. <laughs> and so finally they came over and said, you guys have to leave. Oh, and I'm like, we just got here. And it was like, I know, but you have to go, you know. Mm. So we were a bit angry. We walked across the bridge and um, <laughs> down Penn's Landing, they had people dancing in different areas. They had another area where more guests sort of danced at. Yeah. Um, so I was even trying to get over to that area. But at one point, to make this long story short, the uh, producer of the show, Mike Nice, was giving out just the guest passes. It was, I mean, I'm sorry, just the instructions, not a guest pass. 
So like Lillian said, they gave out an instruction oh, card, okay, right. the instructions hmm. on how to get on the show. Oh. And that was like gold to me. I was trying hard just to get that. Hmm. And, you know, I was, you know, five foot nothing, you know, <laughs> at the time. And so the producer literally reached across my head and gave passes to everyone hmm. around. Oh, ouch. <laughs> And at the end, I said to him, I said, sir, I didn't get one. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe next time, you know. And I looked at him and I said, that's okay. One day I'm going to get on your show and I'm going to be one of the best dancers on your show. And he laughed. He said, oh, yeah, okay. That would would be great. And literally a year later, I was one of the floor producers for the show. wonderful. What? On that same stage, cool. and me and him had that conversation about where I was a year ago mm-hmm. when he was talking to the crowd about how you can get a wrestler, and wow. the rest is history. Very awesome. cool. Yeah, some Indiana Jones adventure to get this. I thought you were going to be macheteing the bridge and the security guards are going to fall off. Yeah, I thought he was going to fall and yeah. boards broke. And- or he tosses his cousin over the side. Your ticket's down there. Starts running. <laughs> So you guys, look, you guys are expert dancers, right? So I'm figuring, you know, you know all the moves from the 1980s. So once again, it's time to play. Pump up the volume, dance, dance. All right, so oh I've my got, gosh. I've got a list of of dance moves from the 1980s, but I've tossed in a few that I made up. And hopefully I made them up because I've got to tell you, it was harder to find fake dance moves than it was to find real ones. Because everything I thought, all right, there was no dance called this. I guarantee it. You're kidding me. Really? <laughs> Tons. All right. So uh, I'll tell you what, we'll go around the line. You're just four of you. So I've got four categories here. All right. We'll start again with uh, Princess here. I'm going to give you three dances from the 1980s. One I made up, I think, or you'll teach me that I'm wrong. <laughs> this first category, the dances happen to be have share the names with movies released in 1987. Okay. Uh, first one. Uh, so I'll, I'll list the three. You tell me which one's fake. The RoboCop, the Over the Top, or the Running Man. Over the Top is not a dance. That's right. Awesome. All right, Christina. <laughs> Christina, I've got a cat. I've got three dances here. One I made up. Cartoon characters from the 1980s. The Lion-O, the Roger Rabbit, or the Smurf? I'm going to say the Lion-O. Oh, you guys are so good at this. <laughs> All right, Lillian. Listen, 80s girl. Okay, right here, yep, 80s no, girl. Proof. Yep. <laughs> Credibility is safe. All right, here we go. These are, th- for Lillian, three references to the space race. One of these is a fake dance I made up. I think... All right, they're pretty obvious. The moonwalk, the right stuff, or the Buzz Aldrin. What do you think? Oh wow! What do you think, Lillian? Which is fake? Why am I stumped on this? Can I can I have those again? The moonwalk, the right stuff, the Buzz Aldrin. The right stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Oh, oh, it's, it's the okay. band, Lil. It's the band. Yeah, the, the, I, right, uh, the, the new kids dance. You know where they did the up. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh! Was I, really I just, I just ripped my headphones out. Hang on. <laughs> but I, I guess, I guess I, so. There we go. All right. Oh. I think it was also called something else too. I, I don't remember what else it was called. Sure. All right, Romeo, redeem me. <laughs> I, 
I'm about to get the hardest question. Okay, here we go. All right, so the Buzz Aldrin, I made that up. Okay, items popularized in the 1980s. The Cabbage Patch, the Teddy Ruxpin, or the Reebok? Oh, God, please get rid of the Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I was surprised to learn that the Reebok was a dance. Now, when I saw the video on YouTube, yes. I was like, oh, okay, I know that dance. I didn't really. I, knew, I just want to add, I knew the answers to everybody else's but mine. <laughs> so, Lillian, Lily, that happens to me too. Yes, right? <laughs> you know, it was really cool too. And quite honestly, I didn't remember this about the show, but looking back into it, how many celebrities appeared on the show and some of them for the very first time, uh, including Madonna, for example. According to Wikipedia, Duran Duran made their first uh, American appearance mm -hmm. on. Uh, the, oh, is it on Dancing on Air, I think, right? In 83. Yes. Yes. Um, I have that here somewhere. Um, any particular run-ins with these celebrities? Uh, we were talking off air that, you know, you, you, it's easy to feel like you know a celebrity, but they don't know you. Um, who was it? Who were you most excited to see in studio? Uh, I would say like Paul Abdul was on the show and Cynthia uh, was on dance party uh, a few times and uh, as, as well as many of the freestyle artists that when we go to the clubs, they play their music. And then, you know, eventually on dance party, we started um, having some of the, you know, a lot of their music incorporated into the shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I personally with, with the celebrities that would come on the show, it was surprising to us as teenagers and then having access in a certain way. Um, sometimes we'd be able to interview them, ask them questions and things like that. Uh, it was always surprising that, oh, these are real people. You know what I mean? It was like the worst thing. Oh, they're, you know. A um, couple surprises for me were um, Vanessa Williams came on a couple times. Um, and this was actually timing-wise, like when she – um, was going through that controversy with her photos and winning the pageant and all that kind of stuff. So, which seems so silly now, boring. right? By today's um, scandals, I mean, yeah, it was very scandalous <laughs> at the time. And um, I remember her coming on twice. <clears throat> and the first time she came on, she had actually she she came over to me and she said, "Princess." I, she's like, I love you. And, you know, she's like, I love your style. And I just want to let you know that, you know, I've seen, you know, I've met Prince. Of course, Prince was like my idol that has the princess, right? Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. she's like, you know, the next time I see him, I'm going to um, tell him about you and blah, blah, blah. So the second time she came on, wow. she came back and she's like, oh, yeah. She said, um, I saw Prince in between our, you know, my visits and uh, I mentioned you and, and I was like, really? And I was like, what did he say? You know, cause it's like, oh, there's this crazy <laughs> fan on this teen dance show, this, you know, oh. blonde little, you know, whatever <laughs> dancer. And, uh, and she was like, speaker dancer. Like, oh, well, you know, he was Prince. He said, so what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, um, yeah, that sounds right. And then, of course, along the Prince lines, we had Morris Day come on the show. So that's as close as it, we came to Prince. So I was like, you know, wow. uh, asking him all kinds of questions and like to stole his like foundation sponge from the makeup uh, room. <laughs> so I still have that somewhere with his DNA on it. But. 
<laughs> so you never had the chance to meet Prince then? Um, I did. Yes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but I, I was in a, uh, at, he had an after concert kind of performance in Philadelphia after his major performance. Uh, he went to a club and, and I had access to the club, went there, went to the VIP room where he was with his entourage and such. And, ended up standing at the bar next to him and I uh, bumped into him inadvertently didn't know he was next to me and like because I was looking around everywhere and I, I was looking and I turned <laughs> You're and I was for looking Prince. for Prince and here I bumped into him and I, I you know and I oh looked my over God. my shoulder and I nearly peed my pants and I was like oh, oh my god he was right underneath her yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Right under your nose. He was so tiny. Like, he, he was like, a, his frame was like a 12-year-old girl, you know? I mean, like, he was so tiny. Wow. And, uh, and, I, and I was, like, trying to, like, maybe, like, touch his, like, arm. And I was looking at his ear. He had, like, the whole ear bracelet thingy that goes all the way down. And I was, like, fascinated. I was like, all right, it's my chance to talk to him. Well, here, right behind him, his bodyguard's going... Oh. <laughs> wow. unspoken rule around princes don't speak to him unless he speaks to you i had my very exotic uh looking girlfriend with me that night and he ends up leaning forward around me tapping her on the shoulder and starts talking to her and his face and her face are right in front of me like this wow so he totally ignored me Oh. And talk to my friend, and I don't know what was going on there because he was in introducing her to another girl, girl that was next to him, and I was like, "All right." Uh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, oh, so, yeah, boy. so I could speak to him, but I, mm. yeah, I was, I rubbed shoulders with him for a couple minutes. Now that's got to be heartbreaking, right? When you're a young person and he's your yeah. idol, and you feel like he's ghosting you in real life, like you're invisible. I mean, right? Uh, yeah, but I kind of expected it. It didn't change what I felt about him. Honestly, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. He's he was um, he was a genius, musical genius. He, he was not of sure. this world. Not yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And we've heard a lot of stories like you're telling from people about how just odd behavior. Right. I mean, yeah. Did you steal the glass he was drinking from? The same space. Yeah. Right. And I mean, just to, to be, you know, incarnate with, with him at the same time is yes. amazing. Yes. Wow. Some of the air that was in his lungs. <laughs> I was breathing the same air. Yes. We used to be able to do that in the 80s. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, I would, right. <laughs> I, I, would, I would get COVID from him and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he meant by I would die for you? Oh, come on. That's horrible. That's, oh, no. Oh, gosh. I hope, I hope you guys are all safe. All your yeah, loved ones are safe. <laughs> but I have to piggyback off of uh, Princess. Yeah, I, Romeo. There were so many people that we, you know, you, we can go on with new kids on block, new edition. I can tell you so many encounters and so many long-term relationships. I oh. actually... Um, develop long-term relationships with a lot of freestyle artists um, from me doing choreography with TK and K7 and stuff. But I would have to say mm-hmm. the Vanessa Williams and Morris Day was the most um, jaw-dropping or all kind of space. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know the word to put it in. Um, and my Vanessa Williams experience was, I was literally, it, we used to have a truck. We were in Channel 57 
um, here, uh, which is, uh, what is it called here, guys? I forget what the, the call letters are. WPHL? Um, or, no, that's 17. Um, no. Uh, yeah. um, whatever it is. I can't think of the, the call letter, but um, we used to have to go downstairs. There was a food truck that they had outside. And I'm outside at the food truck. I was literally late to the studio, which is a no-no. Um, but I'm outside. Of I knew it. Party. I said that earlier. I knew it. <laughs> I said when Romeo was always late to dance party experience live, is he was he late to the shows too? Yes. Yes. Ah. But he was late yes. to his first show. Yes. Oh. Yes. He came in the last segment. That's right. I like <laughs> to make the appearance. Okay. Yeah. That's the other thing I said. Does is, I bet you Romeo always does something so he gets attention too. <laughs> I knew it. You got me. You got yeah. me. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Um, but, you know, I, all of a sudden, one of the um, assistant producers uh, runs downstairs and says, hey, you got to come upstairs now. And I'm like, why? And they're like, Vanessa Williams wants to meet you. And I'm like, wow. What? You know? What? And so they take me upstairs and um, we. I, she was sitting in the studio with her then husband at the time. Um, and I couldn't really see her because... Again, I'm not that tall of a guy, um, and I really wasn't that tall of a guy then. I'm 5'9 now. Then I was probably 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, um, and Mike Nice, who's the producer of the show, standing in front of me, who's a good six foot, you know. And so I don't know what's on the other side. And he's like talking to her, and he's saying, hey, the person you were talk saying that you wanted to meet is here, you know, in the studio with us. You know, you just got here not too long ago. And she's like, oh, and I hear her voice. And I will tell you, when he moved out of the way to look into those beautiful gray eyes, mm. it, I'm not a, if you can't tell, I'm, I'm not a person that's lost for words, <laughs> but I was absolutely lost for words staring at her. And she wow. was, she's not that tall. She's, you know, she was probably maybe five, one, five, two, maybe, oh, you really? know? Wow. And I'm looking down and I'm like in awe of looking at her. And she's like, oh, my God, I watch you all the time. And I'm like saying to myself, you watch me all the time. I'm like, what? And she's like, I love the way you dance. Oh, my God, I couldn't wait to meet you when you're here. Wow. And then she turns around and she introduces me to her husband at the time. And, and I'm like, and I'm in awe. And so when Princess talks about real people, that's what it was like. You know, we had yeah. some people that came on the show that was some buttheads. Let's just be mm -hmm. frank with it. Um, but mm -hmm. people like that really made it um, great, you know, wow. kids. And same thing with Morris Day. You know, we got to, I, me and a couple of my crazy friends at the time, uh, Marlon Dow, Scott Washington. Um, I think Bob Catalano went out with us and we hung out with Morris Day after the fact, you know. Um, and, you know, like, who does that? You know what yeah. I mean? Especially during that time. Um, so people like that were really, really real. And it was good to see them as real people and not just as this star, this entertainer. So um, I, I echo what Princess was saying. Super wow. cool. And Romeo cool. has this, uh, he has the gift of gab and the gift of hobnobbing with people. So like he has so many connections and so many behind the scenes stories. Like, oh, why didn't hmm. Romeo, you know me, you knew me. Why didn't you invite me? I know, I know. And you know, the one time that I regret not inviting you. So Prince, after one of his shows, went to a club uh, called Black Banana. It was called here in Philly. And he was there and we went there 
And now, again, we didn't get to, you know, do anything other than breathe very close air with him. But, <laughs> but it still would have been great. And, I, 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 you know, I regret it afterwards because I think I, when we went back to the studio after the weekend was over, we talked about it. And I think Princess was quite angry to hear that we, we all went. And, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And the best air. Prince exhales the best air. Oh my God. So sweet smelling. It smells like, it smells like purple somehow. If purple had a smell. So I will close by saying, you know, hey, we were fans of your of your show. I know I watched to see like what kind of moves can I adopt here, you know? You know, because there wasn't any resource other than that. You know, it's it's fascinating to me that Dancing on Air aired before MTV. Now we had predecessors like, you know, American Bandstand, but it was different. It was modern. You heard these songs you wouldn't otherwise hear. MTV didn't even air yet till later the first year that uh, Dance on Air came on. And they didn't have a dance show on MTV until many years later, like 87 yes. or something like that. So, and just to interject here, yeah. we always say, and we talk about this on our show all the time, we were like, the difference between us and like American Bandstand and Soul Train and things like that, they actually dove into our lives. Mm -hmm. So we were like the first reality show. Uh, and right, that was yeah. kind of what made the difference. That's true. You're right. I hadn't thought about that. You're right. There were a lot of personalities, including the the four folks here. And we're so grateful for your time in the 1980s, entertaining us and sharing your lives with us, like you pointed out, Romeo, and grateful for your time today. Thank you so much, Princess Christina, Lillian, and Romeo. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Hey, if you enjoyed this conversation, please follow our show on the platform you're listening to right now for more content just like it. And we will talk to you next time on 1980s Now. <laughs>